Welcome to C-Suite Radio. This is Amy Poehler. My new movie, Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2, is coming to theaters June 14th. And it's making me feel joy Woo! and sadness oh. and anger. Ah. Definitely some disgust. Rose. And I think a little fear. Ah. But I'm also feeling these new emotions like anxiety, embarrassment, envy, and ennui. Ah. It's what you call the boredom. Okay, that one was weird. It's going to be the feel-everything movie of the summer. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. Rated PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only in theaters June 14. Get tickets now. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's time for another edition of the Brett Allen Show. It's go time, you and me. Join us weekly for the latest pop culture interviews from your favorite TV shows, movies, comedians, and so much more. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie to you, feel good. Plus, you never know who will drop by. What happened here was a miracle. Now, here is your host. I said, throw down, boy. Welcome to the night's main event. Brett Allen. Welcome in, everybody, to another episode. Brett Allen here, chatting with the amazingly talented Emily Summers about Westworld Season 4. This show is just amazing, and it just continues to get better and better, like fine wine every season. Uh, Emily, thanks for your time. Thanks for having me. Well, this show is just spectacular. And, of course, as I mentioned, it's we're in our, our fourth season now. And uh, it just it feels like with this type of show... Um, it's just so markably different and not like a lot of television. I think really for HBO even too was kind of like cutting edge as far as like what it was about. So let's talk about your experience. And I've seen your episodes. What was this experience like for you to be a part of such a massive uh, conglomerate of a show? <laughs> yeah, well put. Um, it it was out of this world, which I think is fitting for Westworld. Um <laughs> It was atypical uh, from a a traditional uh, experience on a show in that, you know, when you're on Westworld, you just get your scenes. So you are kind of left exploring what your character's reality might be and drawing your own conclusions. So it's there's a lot that's left up to you and piecing together pieces of the puzzle. I feel like we're kind of living Westworld as actors as well as as being part of the show and then just yeah, getting to work with that cast and be on a set with the crew, the the producers, the directors. I mean, every single person on that crew is just top of their game, right? So yeah. having that experience is uh, is the dream. It's it's on another level. Yeah. So that answers my my next question because I was very curious about it. 
So when you come into a show like this for an episode arc or whatever the case might be, you there's very little that you know other than what you're doing until you get there. And then even when you get there, you just don't know <laughs> until the product is finished. How has an as an artist and a storyteller, does that challenge you in a, a positive light to sort of create this world when you no pun intended that you just don't know like what where it's gonna wind up? <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of like art imitating life, imitating art in Westworld, right? Um, yeah, I think you have to roll with it. I don't think you can fight it. So there's no point. We know now that it's Westworld season four uh, as actors, kind of the deal that you don't get the scripts from watching interviews with the other actors and knowing how the show goes. So you go into it, at least knowing that that's going to be your experience and you kind of just do the best you can and rely on your training and the other actors are a huge help because we just talk with each other and kind of fill in the gaps. So um, you kind of just have to let go and rely on the work you've done, right? Yeah, I mean, it's great. I mean, it's a fantastic show. You did a wonderful job. I mean, it's just a fun show to watch, of course. And I, I, I've i been in love with the show from the beginning. I stumbled upon it right after the first season had come out. And I had heard everybody talking about it uh, when it first came out. And of course, you know, <laughs> people oftentimes don't do a fantastic job of describing things you know (laughs) there's lots of nudity and robots and it's like a sci-fi western and you know it's based off uh, an older television series and that's it and you're like okay well I don't get it and then I watch it and now I found myself all the way through the first season into the second in real time and just haven't stopped watching because it's far more than that and the show has really evolved and progressed over the seasons and sort of taking it in a different direction. Um, so that's cool. You you had a great time. You, you've enjoyed it. Um, were you a fan of the show prior to getting on and booked or had you not seen it before? I was, yeah. I think everyone has seen at least season one of Westworld. Yes. <laughs> there was so much momentum and expectation for that first season, especially with that cast. And, uh, you know, there was a lot of hype. So I had seen season one, completely. And then I went before I, I came on the show, I watched season three. And then when I knew I would be back for more episodes, I went back and I watched season two and it seems like it might be a little convoluted to watch it out of order that way, but it's almost like four separate, you know, four seasons could almost be standalone shows, right? Yeah. They're not really the same. I mean, they might sort of connect in some sort of way. And I think yeah. that was kind of the thing that was interesting about when the first season ended because it ended so dramatically. And then the second season picked up and it ended sort of in an odd, strange kind of way. Like, well, how are they going to do this? And then third season comes along and you've got like Aaron Paul helming the show and you're like, what? <laughs> like, didn't he? I don't get it. But then you watch it. And yes, I would agree with you 100%. It could be, you know, it's almost like an extended anthology type series, really. Yes. Uh, but yet yeah. they the, the the similar connection is it's Westworld. Uh, but past that, you know, you're dealing with like sort of different kinds of stories. But I think that's great. And it's a testament to the creators, the showrunners and the writers 
and their creativity. <laughs> the music, of course, is fantastic. I know season one, they used part, a lot of yeah. Coldplay music. And I'm like, I recognize that song. Um, <laughs> it's very smart. What interested you yeah. in becoming a storyteller or an actor, Emily? Like, where did it start oh. for you? At the beginning, uh, I started as a kid. I started as a, as in ballet um, when I was like three years old. And then just from that naturally progressed uh, into musical theater. I went to New York. I saw my first Broadway shows and saw kids my age doing it and thought maybe I could try that. It looks like fun. So I, I segued out of dance into theater and all my training was in theater. I grew up in the East Bay in the Bay area in San Francisco. And so I was lucky. I had like a ton of great theater, right. And great training to get exposed to. And so, um, from there, I just ended up pursuing film once I moved down to Los Angeles, but all my training was in theater. And I think just naturally moving from ballet into that, I never went back to ballet, sadly, but, uh, well, who knows, maybe someday you might be called to use it. Maybe your character on Westworld. (laughs) (laughs) I know because they do some weird things over there. So, but you never know. I mean, I think all of that just sort of encompasses and creates you and, your persona as an entertainer and it all goes together. It does. Um, yeah. Shout out to the Bay area. Where did you live? Where, where in the Bay area? My from, um, I grew up right next to Berkeley in a small town called Piedmont. Cause you said, I know you where Piedmont is. Well, I yeah. in, well, so if you go further, the other direction, um, Vacaville, California is where oh, I went. Yeah. Let malls. Yes. I know. I went to UC Davis. So, okay. I'm, I stopped in Vacaville on the way from the Bay to college. That was like the pit stop. Yeah. Yeah. UC Davis is great. Um, yeah. There's a lot of amazing talent that comes out of the Bay area. It's interesting, you know, then people just sort of make the jump over to, you know, LA and, and some even stay in that area. I talked to somebody recently and they still have a home there, uh, cause they only come to LA when they have to. Well, funny enough, uh, Daniel Wu, who's also on the season of Westworld, we found out we went to rival high schools in the Bay. So he went to Head Royce, I believe. I went to Piedmont and uh, just years apart, but we were like 10 minutes away at rival high school. So there's a few of us who come from the Bay. Yeah. Yes. Shout out to the 415. Love it. Um, Well, congratulations. Okay. So you're 510. 707 is kind of boring. You know, it's like, that doesn't really (laughs) meld well together. Uh, Well, congratulations on this fantastic show. Excited to see you come back for more episodes. You you know, all the, all the well-deserved success on this, you, you and everybody else, it's just such a smart show. And uh, I think people as we this season premiered in June. So um, as I think maybe a few more episodes or we might be at the end of the run. I'm not sure exactly. Uh, but we it's just a, finished. Yeah, just you just finished. finished. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So fingers crossed for season five. Um, I don't know. They have a hit on their hands. They would be silly to not um, bring it back. There's we'll a good come- chance. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Well, it'll be interesting to see. Um, last question, were you able to get a lot of this done pre mid post pandemic? How did it work out for you specifically? Good question. Yeah, it was the first job I did during the pandemic. So it was, it was, we did it all in 2021. So it was still like pretty heightened pandemic and amazing to see hundreds of people on a set like this and how lucky we were. I think there was like only one time there was any scare with COVID. Um, people were amazing and just followed guidelines and made an incredible show during a tough time. So 
I was just yes. lucky. Yes, <laughs> 100%. Well, congratulations on all of this. Very well done. Uh, and uh, Emily, thank you so much for your time. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks for listening and being a part of today's conversation. Thank you. If you enjoyed today's episode, please consider sharing it with a friend. It's absolutely free. A mega proportions. The views and opinions of our guests do not necessarily reflect those of the host. And remember, we care.